Welcome back to Young Smart Money, show number 11, with me, your host, Apple Kreider, the show where we go in and we interview young people who are killing it financially, killing it entrepreneurially, or just killing it holistically. Now, today, we have a very, very special episode. In this episode, out of all the 12, 11, however many episodes we've done so far, this one is my favorite by far. And it's kind of for a selfish reason because I want, I am personally, I have a YouTube channel, I have an Instagram page, I have a podcast, and I really wanted to learn how to grow my Instagram because, I mean, who doesn't want to grow their exposure when they're, when they're somebody who's trying to be an influencer online, somebody who's trying to build a personal brand? Obviously, you want to get out, you want to reach out to more people, you want to impact more people, and this episode is going to be the episode for you if you are looking to impact more people because I learned so much from this episode. We are interviewing two guys. We're interviewing Brad and Brandon of Titletown Media, which is actually the largest Instagram growth company um, in the U.S., and they grew their company from nothing to a six-figure business within six months, which I think is a very impressive feat in and of itself, but they know what's up when it comes to Instagram, how to grow a following on Instagram, how to create engagement on your posts on Instagram. So I was very excited to have these guys on because I really wanted to learn how I can um, increase my impact on Instagram, and this taught me so much about it. <laughs> So we really do span the gambit in this episode, guys. We talk about fake followings and how to spot one, so how to tell if somebody is a fake um, account, how to tell if they have like paid for their followers. There's a very easy way to determine that, so we show you guys how to do that. We tell you which of the features on Instagram we think are the most, well, they tell us which of the features on Instagram they think are the most underutilized and where the most potential is for you to grow on Instagram, how to both retain followers and to get followers in the first place. They tell us how often we should be posting, how much engagement we should expect, and how we should increase that number. We talk about hashtags, we talk about the explore page, we talk about stories, we talk about everything we talk about your feeds aesthetic i mean there's so much to this episode um i've already listened to it like twice after recording it and just taking notes because i didn't have time to do it while we were doing it but this this episode i love it so much and i think you guys are going to get a ton of value out of this so i don't want to waste any more of your time i just want to hop right into it and hop over to our interview with brad and brandon of title town media all right so today we've got two special guests from title town media on the show so if you guys wouldn't just mind giving us a brief introduction on yourselves, um, I think that'd be really helpful for the audience to just get a feel for who y'all are. Right. So my name is Brandon. I am CEO of Titletown Media. We are a full digital agency that helps businesses, you know, connect to the world through Instagram, Facebook, and all the means of marketing. We just help them try to succeed in everything they do. Right. And I'm a uh, co-founder, Brad Haynes, and... Um, along with Top Tell Me, we also have another brand that you'll probably hear about us. You, you will hear us reference to during this. It's called City Pages. Um, but they're kind of in alignment. The reason that we really started the, the brands uh, was to, you know, help small businesses and entrepreneurs who are trying to do what they love become successful through Instagram, but also educating the right way of, of doing that as well. So with City Pages, the main reason we recreated that brand was to allow you know local markets to have an affordable marketing tool that is also effective as well cool cool well i really respect that mission because as a creator myself i can tell y'all that it is difficult to get yourself out there get your name out there um and just grow a following and i'm sure many of our listeners can relate to that 
So I think there's going to be a lot of valuable information in this uh, interview today that our listeners are going to be able to take and use to help grow their own following. So um, you gave us a brief inter um, introduction to sort of what Titletown Media is, um, but can you just give us a more um, refined um, sort of summary of who you serve and what you actually do for the people you serve? So who's like your target audience and what specifically are you doing to help them like grow and stuff like that? Yeah, go ahead. All right, so um, the target audience, we, we don't really have a niche when it comes to particularly finding the right people to serve. We serve people that want to grow in their business. So it could be an entrepreneur that's trying to get off um, and do a startup. It could be a Fortune 500 company that needs help in the back end for marketing. So it's all about you know providing value, and with, whether it be you know the first person I told you or a huge company, both ways it goes in us trying to help them with everything that they you know want to accomplish. You got anything yeah. to add? Yeah, and with what we do, it's much more geared towards um, you know. So I'll give you a breakdown. So the two most popular and effective. Um, platforms for marketing right now is Facebook and Instagram. For sure. Some, some people know the difference between the two. Some people know how to use them. Some people don't. So with Facebook, Facebook is your conversions. That's where you do your ads at. That's where you get your, mm -hmm. your sales from. Instagram, the reason Instagram is so successful and so uh, popular is because it's picture driven. You know, nobody wants to take the time to read anymore. Especially in the generation we're in now, it's boom, 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 on the go all the time. So Instagram, you know, people can scroll through their feeds and see the pictures that they like. You know, so that's why Instagram is so important. And what I feel like a lot of people forget with Instagram that it is short, sweet, and to the point. At least it's supposed to be. You know, so that's why you you see a lot of posts that don't do as well because it has a lot of text and nobody wants to read that much to figure out what the post is about. Mm -hmm. So with Instagram you know, our key thing with that is to help brands build brand recognition and brand loyalty so that when, for example, we have a lot of clients who are starting uh, online business, starting with the online business and then going into stores and other things with their products. Well, by the time their products hit the shelves of stores, people will know what it is right. because mm -hmm. of the recognition. For example, I'll throw one out there. You're probably pretty familiar with Kylie Jenner. Well, oh, yeah. One of the mo most important things that she does is marketing. And she had the, actually she has the number one Shopify e-commerce store in the world when it comes to volume, units sold, and people that visit it daily. Well, wow. what she done in the past year, 2017, is she's implemented pop-up shops, where it's actually a couple days where she rents out a, rents out a location, fills the shelves at a popular location, and then people that support her brand because of that brand loyalty. They'll come out and they'll purchase, and that will implement more brand loyalty, and then they'll go to the shop, buy more. So it's a really good implement implementation is having that brand loyalty. So yeah. that's an example there. Cool, cool. Um, I think I think it's really cool you guys are able to tailor to so many different like niches. Um, right. So I think that's really cool. And then also I think brand loyalty, that is so, so key. Like people got to know who you are just from the picture. Like they don't before they even like look at who posted it, they got to know it's coming from you. So I think that's really essential that you guys are focusing on that. Um, and I just want to clarify for our listeners, you guys aren't a service for buying followers, correct? Um, so yeah, so Brandon looked at me because he knows that's my favorite subject. Um, so I do about 11 calls a day. Um, so our, our, our 
we have our, our flow is really good. You know, we're always got people coming into our pipeline. Um, some days I only do five or six, but um, and to clarify, those aren't cold calls; those are meetings. No, yeah, these are actual calls that have booked calls through one the of client our client setup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because um, we have page managers that kind of filter through. But anyway, um, so I tell you the same thing. I kind of tell them is that you know everyone gets hit up by if you've had an instagram longer than a couple months you've been hit up by someone who says oh i can help you grow a thousand followers oh i can help you grow four thousand followers well oh, yeah if you have an instagram to boost your ego that's great but if you have an instagram as a brand or a business what good is that doing because if you have you know ten thousand followers but you have a hundred likes what's the chances that your sales are going up because if someone is not going to take the time to like and comment on your feed or your post, then what do you think the chances that they're going to follow through or follow a link or buy anything? Because exactly. I don't, it's either one or two things. I always, I, and I've told people this, you know, if you have, if you have low engagements and high followers, one of two things, a, you bought followers or B, your followers just don't care about what you're posting. Either way, it's not good. Yep. So you'll have a lot of companies. The other thing that we hear a lot from other companies is, oh, well, uh, 1% is the industry average. You know, so. 1% for what? Can you clarify on that? For like engagements, right? Okay. So with engagements, a lot of other companies will say, you know, oh, 1% is the average. That's bullshit, frankly. 1% is just because they're idiots and they don't know what they're doing, pretty much. Mm -hmm. I mean, because. Our, we don't have a single client that has less than a 5% ratio. Wow. So in other words, what I mean by that is if you take someone who has 10,000, uh, let's say 8,000, we don't even go into the team. So let's say 8,000, all right? You should be able to take 5% of that and that should be at least your average engagement. Okay. Because that means that you're getting real engagements, real followers. And it's really hard to do that, but you know, that's not their job. That's our job. Just like I'm not going to try to go in somewhere and be a doctor or a master cook because I don't have time to study it. It's like Malcolm Gladwell says, 10,000 hour rule, right? You got to become, you got to put in 10,000 hours into something to be extremely successful. Yep. We've done that easily within the last six months. Wow. You know, so that, and that's another thing we didn't mention earlier is, you know, uh, Titletown Media, we're in 15, we're in 16 states now, 16 states in four countries. We have over 50 accounts on Instagram that we work with, and we started in the last December. Dang, that's impressive numbers right there. <laughs> so we wow. the six-figure company in six months. Dang. Cool. Well, I think, I think that's really key what you said about um, having like targeted leads really is what you need because if you just have, if you have like a general page with you just posting all this different stuff, like maybe comedy one day, sports the next day, like finance the next day you might get followers but they're not there for a certain reason so they're not gonna again they're not gonna engage because maybe they saw you for a comedy post they're not gonna engage on like a sports post so I think that's really important um, to get those targeted targeted leads targeted followers because those are the ones that are gonna convert and engage and if you don't have those then what's the point um, so yeah so that's why we have an education platform as well to help educate our followers and our, our clients that we work with on how to post and keep it within your niche how to make it you know apply to your business how you know to use hashtags and, and people don't really understand the power of hashtags 
I'm sure yeah. I don't. <laughs> I'm trying to use them, but I'm sure I don't do it right. Yeah, I mean, it's well, a lot of people don't know, but you can use up to 30 hashtags on a post. Mm -hmm. You know, but it, it's like if I if I if I'm a sports page, if, let's just say I'm a personal trainer, okay? okay. If I throw up a picture of me training a client, they're doing a lap pull down, right? And I do hashtag puppies. What good is that doing? <laughs> you know, absolutely nothing. Or you know, um, just the hashtags need to be revolving around your brand for one yeah. and the post for two. Yep. So you can't you can't put up if you're a social media company, you can't put up a post that has to do with with something else, like just say that our, our social media company, right? Um, let's say we throw up a post for a client, and it's uh, one of our clients. We'll throw throw some um, some clients out there. So, say Fun Factory. Okay, we're out of Tuscaloosa, Alabama. They're they're one of our clients here, and um, you know we throw up them. That basically they're a party rental place, so they go and set up for rental, you know, different parties and events and stuff. All right, well, if I throw up and then for them and I do hashtag social media, like that, that is, that has to do with my brand, but that has nothing to do with the post. Yeah, that's not going to get them people who want to engage with that because they're looking for social media and they're finding a party. So you're not going to, you're not going to get engagement there. So that's why we have this education platform that we're putting together and we're starting to roll out new videos and stuff um, with, and as we, you know, get more of a structure. Uh, with our company, we'll have more free time to do these videos. But that's the whole point of the videos, is so that people can understand small things like that, the same, the that's, little things. Uh, yeah, that's important stuff. I mean, because you really, I mean, yeah, the teaching is really, really important, and I think that's really cool that you guys are focusing on that as well, and not just like doing it for people, but also showing them what you're doing and why that's important. Because mm -hmm. if they don't understand it, then it's just not going to help them grow like as fast. So I think that's really, really cool. Um, back to fake followings for a second. What's a good indicator that somebody does have a fake following? Like how could you spot that out in terms of like their engagements or anything like that? So like if you go on, uh, on your feed or whatever and you see someone that's got like 45, 50,000 followers, but sure. and it, say a post was posted 10 minutes ago and it's got two likes, that's, that's definitely a red flag right away. It's that engagement like we were saying. The engagement factor, the engagement ratio is – for big accounts, when it goes up towards 40,000 plus, you're going to lose that engagement rate of 5% down to like 2%, 1% just because it's just so many people. But yeah. here's the thing when it comes to uh, figuring out the fake following indicators, it's it's so obvious. And, and you have so many different sites that you can even look up. There was one called, um, I can't remember the name of it. But you might you might know it, but it was like uh, there was a lot of different sites where you can actually search the analytics of Instagram accounts and how they performed the last thirty days, interesting, um, or whatever. But um, yeah, so with that, you can see like people losing followers daily. People, unless mm. they did a controversial thing, which happens, yeah. um, you're not gonna have a abundance of followers just lose just being lost every day. So that's a huge indicator is losing followers over time. And then like that engagement rate is a big one too. Yeah. We have clients that will come to us and they've bought followers. Um, yeah. We've had clients come to us and at some, at one, at a couple points we've told them, Hey, you're, you're better off starting a new profile. Like we, you don't wow. want to it would cost us to fix this because you know, once we run our, 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 uh, our system through, we're going to see what's happening by week basis. So one of our clients, we took him on and about two weeks in, Brandon, Brandon hit me up. He said, Hey, I this new client that you signed. He lost 164 followers yesterday. And that just doesn't happen in a day. 
Jeez. Like, yeah. So, I mean, unless you just completely change your brand or what you're posting, you're not going to lose 164 followers like that. So that's yeah, that's that, definitely be a red flag. That, that they you know, bought uh, followers. So, um, with that being said, here's the other thing to look out for. Fake engagements. So, if you go through someone's feed and you're looking through their pictures, right, and you see a picture go from one picture was 300 and then it goes... 8,000, then it goes 9,000, then it goes 200. Like, you know, it, it, it doesn't work that way with real followers. Yeah. It's, it's consistent. Either you're going to be high or you'll be low. It might vary by a couple hundred depending on how much your following is. But if you're below 10K, it shouldn't vary more than a couple hundred easily. Okay? It's not going to vary by the thousands. Not at all. That makes sense. So that that's what I do. And here's another thing. If you ever see a profile where it has better engagements on a video than it does a photo consistently, that's a bullshit profile. Really? Really? Why do you say that? Never do as well as, as, as pictures. Particularly when it means it's likes. Likes, yeah. Not views. See, a lot of people take videos and look at the views, mm -hmm. but if you actually click on it and click on, the views. Click, on the, click on the views, then you'll be able to see the likes. And that's what you want to look at because, you know, Anytime, just think about it. When you're scrolling through Instagram, how many times do you stop to watch a video? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not as much. Are you more than like? Are you more likely to, to, you know, double tap a video that you didn't watch or double tap a, a picture as you're scrolling by? Exactly, a picture for sure. Exactly. So that's one way to tell the difference between the two. All right, and here's something else. Um, uh, tip alert. Okay, so we're gonna throw out some tips here here throughout this podcast. If if we can think of them. Um, so here's one. So if you have a business profile, now this only applies to business profiles. If you go to view insights and yep. then you pull up, that will actually show you um, your results from hashtags and a lot of other things. And most people don't know that. That happened about two updates ago. And mm -hmm. if you up on it, you hit view insights, it'll tell you the likes and everything, right? Um, so, for example, I'm going to pull it up on this phone because this phone's a little bigger and it'll be easier to see. All right, so I'm going to pull this up and show you real quick. Because if you have a business profile, you're going to have this type of setup. Okay? So I'll just go to my personal profile because it's set up as a business too with, with fitness and everything. And mm -hmm. I have a travel page. All right, so, so as you can see, the clear way to tell if a, a profile is, is um, a business profile, it will have some type of function, email, call, directions, something. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, if I go to one of my, my feeds and I, I go right here, okay, and I hit View Insights. It's right here below the picture. Mm -hmm. Hit View Insights. See how it pops up right there on the bottom? It says uh, 26 profile views, 1,300 reach. All right. It says 321 likes, 16 uh, comments, and two two shares or two saved. Okay, now um, your comments is another way to tell if a profile is fake or not with engagements. Because if someone has you know seven, eight hundred, nine hundred or up followers and they have like two comments, it doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. All right. So with this, once you get to that screen, all right. See, I'm right here. I'm going to take my finger and I'm going to pull up and see now it tells me what all my engagements were from hashtags that I used and everything, right? 
So on here it says, uh, if I scroll down to the bottom now, it will tell me impressions, hashtags, followers, how many new people I reached, everything from that post. From that one post. Wow. So I don't know that you can scroll up to see that. Yeah, I look at that a lot just to see like how well my hashtags are performing. Um, yeah. But yeah, I feel like a lot of people, uh, especially like smaller creators, don't know all the information they can get from all their posts because if you if you can figure out how well your hashtags do and how well like your location is performing, like I think that's been really valuable for me, just figuring out how to like fine tune all that stuff, even as a very small page, a very small creator. Um, so pivoting a little bit from fake followings of all of the features on Instagram, stuff like IGTV, um, Instagram stories, just like posts on your feed, uh, DMs, highlights, where do you guys focus the most? Or what are some of the ones that you think are the most crucial to have down? All right, so, so there's a lot of things there. So when it comes mm -hmm. to all the like looks and stuff, highlights, really cool. But um, one of the most important things is the direct message. That is how you develop the relationship between a client and a brand. That's how you develop a relationship between an influencer and a brand. That's how you develop any type of relationship because it's so much easier nowadays to message someone, even if it be like a 50 million following celebrity, yeah. rather than them through like an email or a call, like how or even you, Facebook. Right. So like when you can DM someone nowadays, you can DM, I'd say you can DM probably eight to 10 people every 20 to 30 minutes. Yep. And that will allow you not to be banned by Facebook because if you do it too many times, they'll, they'll stop you. But yep. you can limit it from like eight to 10 every 20 to 30 minutes. You can knock out so many messages and new relationships each day. That's going to make you profoundly more progressive in your business and, uh, and everything. Yes, let's throw out a feature not to use for a second or the proper way to use it. The automated responses. If mm -hmm. you have an automated response that is more than a couple sentences long, you are a failure because <laughs> you know, about to, you're about to get blocked more than people are going to read it. Like how many times you open a, up an inbox and you see someone send you a message and like this long message with a picture at the bottom of it. Like, I'm not about to read all that. I'm not about to, about to click on the link. Like it automatically looks like spam. But if I had an automated message that says, hey, just want to take a minute to say thanks for following me. Let me know if there's anything you, that I can help with. Or, hey, thanks for following me. Check out the link in my bio if you have any questions. Let me know. It's something like that. Something simple. Like here's the things about, here's the master about sales. Okay. Here's the key for sales. This is my, my Brad point. Okay. If you want to be really good at sales, here's what you have to get good at. You have to be able to sell someone without them knowing you're selling them. Mm. All right. And what I mean by that is if I'm talking to someone, right? If I DM someone, I'm saying things like, Hey, great profile. If you don't mind me asking, what's your goals with social media? Eight out of 10 respond. Wow. <laughs> because I'm not trying to sell me anything. And then when they tell me, they tell me exactly what they're looking for. Then all I got to say is, hey, great goals. I'd love to talk to you about how I can help you with that. Hey, great goals. I own the number one Instagram growth company in the United States. Would love to talk to you about how we can help your brand. I really like your content. Right. I'm selling them, but they don't feel like it. Exactly. That's the way to do it. I mean, you just got to you got to engage with people. You got to build a relationship uh, before you just hop in like guns blazing and trying to sell them everything. 
Exactly. But additionally, another thing that I like what you said about direct messages, I think they're really powerful because like you said, you can reach out to people who are like celebrities or like people who have huge, huge followings that you could never get in touch with before. You would have had to go through walls of like email managers and just like all these different people. But now you can shoot them a DM and potentially even get, an, they have a notification on their phone that just tells them that you DM them. So I think that's really, really powerful that you can potentially like get a notification slot on somebody's phone by just direct messaging them on Instagram. I think that's such a valuable thing because that is how you get people's attention. You give them a notification on their phone. Um, so I think that's a really, really powerful tool and I totally agree with you on that. Um, all right, one more question sort of on the holistic side and then we're gonna hop into more actionable stuff. So what metrics are you guys focusing on the most when it comes to growing an Instagram page? So we've talked about a lot, a lot about engagements um, in terms of likes and comments. Do you guys look more heavily at one or the other? What do you think about saves? Um, what are your thoughts there? Absolutely. It's the same thing I tell people every day. The reason we've been able to build ourselves to the number one Instagram growth and education company in the United States within six months is because engagements are absolutely 1,000% more important to us than followers. So we're going to focus on engagements more every time. Yes, I totally agree. If I could get it, to, if I could create a system to where I could give you a thousand engagements compared to 200 like 200 followers, I would do it in a heartbeat. But it just <laughs> not work that way. Anything in success is a numbers game. So you know you might gain 600 new followers, but 100 to 200 of them may actually like and, and follow, and then half of them are go to unfollow or whatever. Right? It's always a numbers game. So it's exactly. the same. And it's actually something I wanted to bring up to you all ago. So before you booked a call with us um, so that we could kind of talk about the details of the podcast, have you ever seen Calendly before? Oh, yeah. Calendly, yeah, I use it as well for my scheduling. Calendly is the perfect tool for an entrepreneur, right? Because that's in all of our, our uh, link trees and all of our Instagram profiles. So once I get them to that point of saying, hey, we'd love to talk to you about how we help. Yeah, we'd love to talk to you, whatever. Okay, great. We'll go to the link in our bio and book a call. Exactly. And then we've already created a relationship. So by the time I get them on the phone, you know, our closing rate is high because of that. Yeah. No, I think it's really, I think it's really crucial to get people like moving and just like get them on that call. I think it's really powerful to, instead of just like going back and forth with text, um, getting on the call and actually like having that conversation, you can really feel out a relationship a lot better and really get on another level with somebody. Um, than you could by just like messaging them. So I think that's really, really important. And I think it's really, really cool you guys are doing that. But like what I was going to say with the, um, how we were talking about the automated message earlier, see <laughs> that people are thinking, oh, it's a numbers game. Well, that's a bad numbers game. Cause you're yeah. never <laughs> really low with that. It's a numbers game, but at the same time, you got to have a successful plan, right? right? So if I'm sending out an automated message, that's a mile long and then I'm sending out a, let's just say I, I send out, I send out a hundred messages that way. Okay. Sure. And I send out a hundred messages that says, Hey, thanks so much for following. Check out the link in our profile. If there's anything we can do to help, let us know. Which one do you think is going to be more successful with a hundred messages? Option A or option B? The one that people actually read. Yeah, exactly. Because when they open it, they're actually going to take the time to read it because it's short, it's sweet, it's right there in front of them. They can see it all in one glance. And it's yep. not a mile long. Anything where you got to scroll to see the other half of it is a bad idea. <laughs> automation. We're downing the practice behind automation. But like you, there's a certain way to that's do a it. Good point, yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. 
we're, we're not down, like you said, we're not downing it. It's just important to, to do it the right way. Mm -hmm. All right. So now we're going to dive into some more actionable questions that our listeners can maybe take some more um, concrete steps off of. So these can feel free to answer these as long or short as you want. Um, first one, how often do you think we should be posting on Instagram? Every day. Mm -hmm. Every day, uh, um, once a day, twice a day, 10 times a day. Depends on the brand. If it's a person that's just, if it's a, if it's a business like a boutique, if it's a business that has a lot of volume, that's like twice or three times a day because that way you're getting a more, you know, you're reaching your entire audience. If it's a person like a personal trainer, it's a regular entrepreneur, I recommend once a day. Okay. That makes and sense. Also, if you're posting multiple times a day, you don't want to do them within the same time frame, right? Like I might post in the morning, I might post at lunchtime, and I might post in the evening. But I would want at least, I would say at least a three hour in between, if not six. Five or six. Five or six to be really successful because unless you have a million plus followers, then if you have a million plus followers, yeah. by all means, yeah. do three or four posts within six hours if you want to. Because you got a million people <laughs> that's looking yeah. at it. You can do that. But if you if you have a couple thousand or you know even ten k, that's not going to be as successful for your your engagements, right? If if I post, I can guarantee you, if I post once every three hours with a with a eight thousand follower uh you know page, and then I take the exact same thing on on another eight thousand uh, eight thousand follower page, and I do every six hours, the one with the six hours is going to have the better engagements. Yeah. Yeah, when you've got that smaller base, you're going to be hitting the same people over and over, right. and eventually they're just going to say, no thanks. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's, I can't tell you how many times, because we have, so we have uh, about 12 city pages. Mm -hmm. So I was on one today, and I literally unfollowed a guy because I was scrolling, and before I could scroll twice, I saw four of his posts. <laughs> I, I just got tired of seeing the same stuff. All you see him every time. You know, I'm on there to look and see – Diversity. I'm on there to look to see things that I like, you know. So if I see the same person posting the same thing over and over again, then I'm going to unfollow that person because I don't want to see it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, there's definitely there's definitely a point where, um, yeah, I think spacing it out like three to six hours, like you said, I think that's a really good idea. Uh, if you're if you're going to post more than once a day, definitely getting that spacing in there. All right. So next one. What are some good strategies for our listeners? to use to potentially get some more engagement. So they've already got a following, they've got like decent engagement right now, but they want to create content that's gonna be more engaging, it's gonna drive more comments, more likes. What are some easy like adaptations or like tweaks that people can make to their uh, photos to get those um, additional engagements? Right, so first and foremost, quality is amazing because if you post a picture of like a, a computer screen, like you're taking a picture of your computer screen versus <laughs> quality sunset, uh, it's obvious which one's going to do better. So here's an important thing. When you're trying to get more engagement, because a lot of your followers, believe it or not, they never see your posts. Even mm -hmm. though you like them to, they'll never see your posts just because of the algorithm, because Instagram's based on relationship. How do you develop that relationship with those followers you can't reach? Well, a good way to do it is within stories. So you can actually, within stories, you can create polls and engage them to go back to your profile. That's a really good way to hone them in and kind of get a more, you know, you know, collective uh, following that that you have to look at your post. I really like polls. I've been using those a lot lately. 
Um, and I think I've been getting a lot more engagement on polls than I thought I would be. And those, those have just been really effective for me. So I think that's really cool you brought those up. Um, and I would highly recommend that people implement those because you might not think a lot of people would respond to your polls, but I was very surprised at the levels of engagement that I was getting on my polls with such a small following. Um, so I think those are really, really good ways. There's a lot of ways to get creative with those as well. So I think polls are great. Um, so what is, you were saying before that you guys, with your, um, the people that you um, sort of work with, you get them um, a minimum, they have a minimum of a 5% engagement rate. So if we're talking beginners here, we're talking people, maybe maybe even under like a thousand followers, we're talking like pretty beginner people. Um, what what are some good engagement rates to shoot for? Would you like just ballpark for um, smaller Instagram pages? 10%. 10%? Yeah, absolutely. If, if you have under a thousand followers, if, if you don't have 10% on engagements then it's just your content and your hashtags, probably you're not reaching enough people. You're not, you're not posting what your, your followers want to see or something because your, your content can't, you can't be that good. And that's what I was telling Brandon to go over a while ago was um, diversity in content. Like, you know, throw up a motivational post once a week. You know, throw up a, a picture that's 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 you know shows off something that you enjoy to do. You know, don't let it be a profile of just your face all the time, or you know, a profile of, of everything. You know, you got to keep it diverse. So, like for example, if we have a let's just say we have a high end client like a doctor or a lawyer that we're running their profile, mm -hmm. they know exactly what we're posting every day because of the fact that we're going to give them a posting schedule, motivation Mondays, um, meet the staff Tuesday, you know, uh, hump day Wednesday, and it'll be a silly post from the office or something. Um, mm -hmm. you know, surgery Thursdays or whatever, or, or education Thursday, right? Some, bring some education to, to whatever niche that they're in. I'm just making this up off the top of my head yeah. based off the stuff that we've done. But th that's kind of what I mean by so on your own profile, you should have that same type of, not necessarily, you don't have to have something, you know, laid out for every single day, but you should have that type of diversity and creativity. Let me hone cool. in on something. So the most important thing when it comes to Instagram, this is the most important thing, is making people care. So mm. for example, say you got this college student, it's got 1,600 followers. Sure. And he gets 1,000 likes on a photo. You'd be like, how is he this good? How does he have this high? Because people care. So take that same following to a brand. They just started, they sell purses. They're not going to get that. Because unless they make people care, because the only reason you ever like something is because you want to, because you care to do that. So you got to make people care. And how do you do that? You do that through building relationships, DMing, making people want to, you know, follow you mm -hmm. you have to make them care that's the number one thing R remind me where you're from um i'm from the midwest uh minneapolis specifically okay perfect so for example if you look up twin cities insta we own that page really yeah so we have a twin cities I, that dawned on me after we had our call the other day because my son lives in apple valley oh cool cool right next door yeah, my son lives up there. So I'm about to go to it right now because I have it logged onto my phone because I run that page personally right now. So um, Twin Cities has 674 followers mm -hmm. and a motivational post that I posted the other day has over 60 likes. All right, there's that 10% right there. 
right? So uh, the picture that I posted today, <laughs> I posted this picture four hours ago. It has 50 likes. Dang. And that goes back to, I mean, if you look at that, content. it's quality yeah. and the content is every Content is king. It's a really cool picture. Yeah. So cool. content is, is key for that. But like I said, you know, that, that got dang near the 10% within four hours. You know, like I posted, this one's got over 10%. So see, this is a picture of the, uh, of the target field. Yeah. <clears throat> and it has, uh, we posted it six days ago and it has almost a hundred likes. Dang. That's, that's legit. I mean, yeah, content, it's really all about the content. Like there's little stuff that you can tweak, but like, if you don't have the substance behind it, like nobody, nobody's going to stick around. Nobody's going to engage yeah. with your content. So it, that's, that's really, that's really key. And the most important thing you can do as a, as, as a local business. So let's just say that, um, you know, you own the business and, and what you do own a business. So your podcast is a business because you're an entrepreneur, right? So if I do hashtags like hashtag Minneapolis, hashtag Minneapolis business, hashtag Minneapolis uh, photographer, right? I'm going to draw in that local market into what I'm doing and, and I'm going to grant it. So if I'm from, if I own a business, right, I might throw up a random picture of the city that I really like and get people engaged into that picture and then they're going to look into my brand and see what I do. Right? Yeah. So people always get confused with this. You know, it doesn't always have to be about your brand, you know, per se, but you have to figure out any, this is what I, I tell all of our clients, anything you post, it, it could be a picture of you and your kids, but if it's, a, if it's for your brand, everything you post needs to come back to your brand. If you're an influencer, right, and I post a picture of me and my kids, on, on let's say I pitch, post a picture of me and my family and, um, on, on our business page, Tiletown Media, right? I'm going to link it back by saying, so grateful for my family, love spending a day for them, you know, hashtag entrepreneur life. Thanks, Tiletown Media, my dream come true, whatever. I'm going to link it back to that brand, right? Even though it's a personal picture, I'm still linking it back to that brand somehow. Everything you post on that page has to be relevant or connected in some type of way to your brand. I think that's so key. And like a good example of that, that I think is really, really cool is like when real estate agents post like cool things to do in the city that they sell real estate in. I think that's just so cool. Like they're not, they're not selling to you in that specific post, but they're providing content with you. That's valuable about that city that it gets you interested in that city. And then if you're thinking about moving there, you see that post, you're like, this is a real estate agent. I'm going to reach out to them. So I think that's, there's, there's so many cool ways to get creative with the content you post that you're not directly like selling your stuff to them. Like if you're selling purses, you're not just posting a picture of one of your purses and saying, go to a website and buy this. You could be posting a picture of like a celebrity with a purse and being like, what do you think of this celebrity's choice of purse or whatever? Like there's so many ways to do it that aren't just taking a picture of your product and just selling that um, in every single post. Because I mean, that gets old and people will leave and not engage with that because that's boring and that's just you trying to sell to them. Yes. Um, next thing I want to talk about is hashtags. So like you said, you can use up to 30 hashtags on a picture. And in your, in your opinion, do you think that more is always better? Do you think there's a limit to that? Um, I've heard that you can potentially get like shadow banned if you use too many hashtags. What are your thoughts on like how many hashtags to use? 
I don't, I'll let Brandon answer this question as well. But for me, I don't ever use 30. Like I might pick 15 to 20 that I like, or sometimes depending on the page, if it's a page that we post on a lot that we run. So for example, a page that I run, I'll have 10 hashtags that I use all the time on every post, right? Mm -hmm. That I copy it, I save them to my notes. And then based off of what the picture is, I come up with an additional 10 to 15 hashtags on top of that that are unique, mm -hmm. right? So if I throw, for example, if I'm running one of the city pages and I throw up the picture of um, a local business, right? Some of my go-to hashtags are going to be in that top 10 is, let's just say, for example, it's a, it's Atlanta page. I'm going to do hashtag ATL, hashtag ATLGA, hashtag Atlanta, Georgia, yeah, hashtag braids, you know, just stuff mm -hmm. that is really for the city, right? Yeah. Those and then let's say I throw up a picture of a local restaurant. I, I'm shouting out a local restaurant. Well, then I'm going to do hashtag um, ATL restaurant, hashtag uh, eat locally, hashtag, you know, mm -hmm. hashtag food. You know, I'm going to make those other 10 to 15 hashtags relevant to that individual post. I think that's really cool. I'd never thought of that before. I generally just have like um, a couple sets of hashtags that I use for different styles of posts. But I think that's cool having like a base of like, yeah, 10 to 15 and then adding to that based on the specific picture. Because I mean, that that gets you um, hashtags for your brand and then hashtags also for that specific content. So I think it's a really smart way to do it. And I think our listeners are definitely going to get a lot of value from that. And I know I'm going to start implementing that as well, because that sounds just like a really smart way to do things. Um, Next thing I want to hit on is the explore page. So there seems to be a lot of hype going around with the explore page. Um, is this something that people do you think people should be focusing on, like trying to get your content onto the explore page or just what are your thoughts surrounding the explore page in general? If it happens, it happens. That's all I got to say about that because you have to, you have to think about it. If you, if you're so chimed in on that, you're missing the big picture because mm -hmm. viral is by chance. And there's so many things that go with that. There's so many variables. But just keep going on with your, your content and your distribution, and eventually it will happen. So don't worry about getting on the Explore page because the people that are on the Explore page, usually it's very viral type things, very nice pictures that have millions of followers. Yeah. Very yeah. rare you're going to see an account on there with less than like 5,000 followers, 10,000, 20,000 followers even less than 100,000 just because there's so many accounts out there that have a formula of creating that viral account yeah. content. Yeah. And if you have an account that is, you know, growing on both the followers and the engagements, you're going to eventually hit that point anyway. Like Upriver Outdoors is one of the pages that, uh, that mostly Brandon, but, you know, we created it, um, you know, and it's, it's when a couple of the posts went viral a couple of times. But if you look at that that page, we got what? Right under twenty. Right under twenty thousand followers on that platform. We've had to, but we've been building it for over six months now. You know, mm -hmm. so almost a year. So you know, but at the same time, if you go to look at the likes, a lot of our pictures are averaging over a thousand likes or better. Wow. You know, a lot of them are eleven hundred, twelve hundred, thirteen hundred. You know, so we're well be above that five percent for that platform so that's mm -hmm. why a couple of our pictures have went viral a couple of times you know and when it goes viral obviously your likes and stuff shoot through the roof 
But here's the thing: don't get like I said, don't don't get caught up in it because so many people then start to do things that are not authentic. Like Instagram wants authenticity. Exactly. So, exactly. So when you do things, um, there's one of the most popular things to do. Um, it's called the uh, Telegram. Mm -hmm. um, are you aware of what Telegram is? I am not. So what Telegram is is this huge pool of people that are quote unquote influencers. I like to call these people fake influencers. <laughs> these are people that are pulled together, and whenever someone posts uh, pictures, they have certain hours within a day that these accounts will then automatically like that picture. Automatic, sometimes even automatically comment on pictures. I'm not going to throw out any names because there's so many accounts that I know that do this, but this is that viral formula I was talking about. There's so many things when it comes to in engagements, when it's so many things when it comes to, you know, the, the, the amount of people that will comment and, and, and like within the Telegram system. So that's, that's a huge thing that um, people should not do. Yeah, I never heard of that before. The last picture that we posted on Up River Outdoors were at 19.3K. Following. Wow. This picture definitely went viral because the last picture we posted was June 25th. So it's been a while, so don't don't judge us on that. <laughs> you know, like our, our like our hobby page, you know. Sure. We use sure. it to, to be able to um, promote the things that we enjoy and stuff. Um, we posted this uh, this picture of this this dog and this uh, this girl in a kayak. Or canoe, canoe, and um, it went viral because it's got over five thousand likes. Wow, on a on a that's that's like twenty five percent engagement rate right there. And I did, um, I missed told you earlier. Our average rate for the last uh, month or two on that page now, um, for all of June and July, it used to be thirteen to fourteen. It's actually the average is two thousand now. So we're wow. ten percent on that page now. That's impressive. That's good stuff right there. Um, all right, we got a couple more actionable questions. Um, do you think that, I know a lot of people get caught up on this and I was getting a little bit caught up on this too, um, but as far as the aesthetic appearance of somebody's feed, so like when you go to somebody's profile, you click on their profile and you get to see their feed, like the three um, rows of their pictures, how important do you think the aesthetic appearance of those are? And like, I know people talk about like the top nine, like the first nine photos that you can see before you scroll down. What, do you, what are your thoughts on like how somebody's feed actually looks when you click on their profile for the first time? For a majority of people, I'd say about 5% of people really care about that kind of stuff. But mm -hmm. for that 5%, it's very important to those people because it's actually pleasing on the eye. And that can go back to you know, like content and making sure your content is so good that people fall in love with it. So, you know, a couple of people, a couple of ways people do that is like they aesthetically do their feed, they aesthetically do their highlights and everything. I mean, yeah. it's it, like, like I said, I'd say that's about 5% of people actually would see that and say, okay, this yeah. person is a really good profile. Once, once again, if you're doing that, you're missing the bigger picture. And the easy answer to that is consistency. Yep. You shouldn't have to worry about that you should have a consistent good posting like we talked about earlier and have a like kind of like a layout and a schedule of what you want to do then you don't have to worry about it yeah, yeah and like, i mean that's that's not going to be a thing that pushes people over the edge to follow you for the most part um is what i'm generally getting because yeah, yeah if you don't have that consistent content they're never going to find you in the first place so how pretty your feed look really has no no impact um if you're not actually putting stuff out there and being discovered in the first place 
And one of the things that, that go with that, that kind of goes with this whole conversation is when you own a business or a brand, keep your personal opinions out of it. Don't post really? your opinions on politics. Don't post your personal opinion on women. Like it's about your brand. Keep it regarding around your brand. Or if you do a poll about politics and let your let your following do that or whatever you want to do that way, but keep your personal opinions out of it because it can cost your business. Interesting. Um, cool. Okay. And then one more thing. What is your number one tip for viewers to convert more of their impressions that they're getting on their content into people who actually press that follow button? So what do you see as being an effective way to convert people, not just to engage, but also to ultimately hit that follow button? Yeah, uh, I'd say I'd say the biggest thing is providing value, having mm -hmm. some sort of either it's call to action, like, hey, if you really want to uh, see more tips and uh, say it could be a last like, We'd say, like, you want more help on Instagram, need more tips on how to be successful in business with social media, follow us. It's a call to action. That's a really good thing, but it's actually providing value and then seeing it through, like, a window that on the other side of the window, that's value, and I should actually follow that account. Goes back like showing people what they're going to get by hitting that follow button is going to persuade them to actually do it instead of just saying, like, get like follow if you like this picture, but, like, follow if you want to get more valuable content that will do X, Y, and Z for you or your business or whatever. Um, that that seems like an effective way to do that. I I would think. Yeah, um, yeah. All goes back to content. Yeah, I mean, like it's like pretend like you're a waiter and like you're serving a guest an appetizer. If they if the appetizer is good, they're gonna want this, you know, the entire meal. Exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. And now uh, that's that's what I got for tactical. And then um, I've got just some more questions that I like to ask all of my guests that we're gonna wrap up with here, and then we will call it a day. So first one is how do both of you stay motivated? Yeah, that's, I don't know. I've just never had that issue, really. Um, so here's something I always tell people, because uh, we also do coaching and um, um, mentorship. mentorship for entrepreneurs and business owners. Mm -hmm. So one thing I always tell them, and this is something I, I tell you know younger, uh, I say younger because I'm, I'm just turned 29, but you know, 18, 19 year old stuff like that. And I tell my kids this all the time too, you know, create your dream life. You know, too many people are going out there, going to school to get a good job or, you know, oh, I want to be a doctor or a lawyer or engineer or whatever. Sure. Well, that's fine. But understand that once you, um, you pick that, that, that is your ceiling. That is your cap. Mm -hmm. Instead of, Creating your dream life and what you want out of life and then finding the income, the job, or the business that's going to create that lifestyle for you. Oh, I completely agree with that. I think it's so important to just like do what you love and figure out the money from there than just like find like trying to ch chase the money. I think it's so, it's so much more important to just chase what you actually like to do. And I mean, obviously everybody says that, but I think that's just so, so true because if you're, if you're doing something just for the money, it's going to be really hard to stick with that through tough times. Uh, which there will be because there always is. So I think that's I think that's really important. That's a really good piece of advice you just gave. And for me, it's all about you know it's independence. Understanding that once you understand that it's all on you, it is actually all on you. No one outside of yourself is going to get you to where you want to go. Mm -hmm. Then you can realize that you're the driver and you can drive wherever you want to, and it's up to you. And once you realize that it's up to you, all the you know the unnecessary stuff it just fades away. Wow. Yeah, that's that's really powerful too. 
And I think that's a huge transition that especially students make once they get out of school and then they do realize that it's all on them now. Nobody's holding their hand anymore. Um, but that is, that's also a very empowering thing as well, because once you realize that it's all on you, then you can take control because you know that it is all on you and it's all up to you with what you want to do with your life, essentially. Um, do you, do either of you have any habits that have served you particularly well, whether that be in business or just in your life in general? So it's funny you say that. So the reason we're so successful is because we're the exact opposite of each other. You know, and Brand is kind of more of the quiet behind the scenes. Um, you know, he's the one that does that comes up with all of our new stuff and ideas for our software and stuff. Occasionally, once in a blue moon, I come up with something. Um, but you know, I'm more of the out front. I'm the sales guy. I'm, I'm hiring and training new people. I'm out beating the pavement, as you would. You know, doing the 10 to 11 phone calls. I'm one of the owners of the company, and I'm doing nine to 10, 11 phone calls a day. Wow. You know, we just started uh, three days ago or a month ago. You know, we're, we have 11 people that work for us. Dang. You know, I don't like to say work for us, work with us. Yeah. Um, so, you know, my strengths are more along that lines. And that's what has really served me is because I come from a military background. Um, so very structured, very disciplined. Um, you know, I, I don't, you know, I, I just, I just don't know how to like, like I don't, it's I'll go to bed at two or three o'clock in the morning and get up at seven or eight. Wow. And, and it doesn't, and I still function. Like Brandon has seen me on days where I haven't even been to sleep, and, and our we'll go to meetings and people can't even tell. You know, when it's getting towards later that evening, then it kind of kicks in. But you know, like literally, and really just our drive and our determination. Like we drove, um, we were working all day, left in the evening time, drove to Tampa, Florida for uh to see Gary V speak. Um to Gary V, you know, we went to workshops all that day and then went that evening to Gary V and that's, none of us had been asleep. That's a twelve hour drive. Yeah, you know, it's a twelve hour drive for us. You know, so none of us had really been asleep other than a few hours in the car, maybe if that. We're sitting there listening to you know the Gary and and going to all these workshops and different things and, and haven't even been asleep yet. Wow. Oh, I mean, hard. Gary V can get you hyped, though. So, <laughs> mine's, more, really mine, mine's more about structure and discipline, and then I'll let you, Brandon, tell you. Mine, mine's really just about consistency because way you, you gotta have momentum, and if you don't have momentum, you're always gonna be in a slump. So, being consistent, whether that be your day to day, whether that be what you got to do, um, and actually being able to figure out what you need to do every single. You know, beginning of each day, once you, you need to actually blueprint your day, and that's something that a lot of successful people do is actually understand what they need to do and accomplish it. I think that's really valuable. I think another thing that you said that I think is really, like, a really, really good, like, idea or whatever, um, the fact that you two have complementing skill sets, I think right. that's really valuable and a really good thing to look for in a potential business partner because a lot of people will go out and say they're really sales oriented, they'll make a friend that's also very sales oriented, but if they try to start a business together, they're not gonna have the nitty gritty, they're not gonna have somebody to do the details, they're not gonna have somebody to do the other stuff. Um, so I think it's really important that you do find somebody who has that complementing skill set to yours so that you don't just, you're not bumping heads and trying to do the same thing, but you disagree about how to do it. So I think that's really, really, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's the way you find a business partner, to be honest. And I was about to say, it's definitely not that we don't bump heads. We, yeah. we do 
heads on some things. But at the end of the day, if I say something about sales, if Brandon brings something to me and then I say, okay, well, that's a good idea, but I don't think it's going to work quite as well and it's sales oriented, he's not going to question me. Just like if I bring something to him about Facebook or ads or, 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 or any other tools that we use and he says, well, I don't really think that's a good idea because of you know, this or that, I'm not going to question him because we understand each other's strengths and weaknesses as well. Mm. That's, and that's very important too. All right. Well, um, we got two more questions and then we're going to call it a day. So are there any books, are there, is there any specific book or books that have had a huge impact on you? Again, whether that be in your business sphere or just holistically in general, any books that you felt have been really impactful on your life? Yeah, I'll, I'll start this one again. I, I read more. Um, but um, yeah, so I'll give you three in three different categories. The first one is sales. Uh, it's David Sweet, and it's called Sweet Sales, one of the best sales books I've read. It's a close uh, close tie, if not, you know, it's close second, if not a tie with um, You Don't Have to Be a Shark by Robert Herjavec. I can't, I butcher his name if I try to say it. Another great book. And the reason I like these books so, so well is because it gives examples of conversations and how to address and pay attention to body language and attention to details. And that's another strength I had is because I spent two years in Afghanistan in, in the infantry. You know, I went one time as, as an infantryman and the second time as a private contractor. And wow. being in that environment seven days a week, you really learn how to pay attention to the detail. And, you know, and that's what these books are really good about explaining is how to pay attention to people's body language during a conversation, how to take what they say. Are they not answering enough? Are they saying too much? What this means? These books are really good for that. Um, the second one, um, I just had it in my head. Uh, so we'll go with no, motivation next. Uh, no, 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 no. It was um, motivation and, and branding would be Start With Why by mm -hmm. Simon Nick. It's a great book. And uh, No, and then uh, leadership. One of the best leadership books I've read was Partnership is the New Leadership. Mm. So it's saying uh, basically how to treat people – that's why I said earlier, if you heard me, I said, I don't like to say work for me, work with me. Yeah. It's partnership is the new leadership. So I never want anyone to feel like they're below me, mm. no matter what they do. Even if we eventually one day have a huge building and someone's a janitor, I don't want them to feel like they're below me at all. Like I, I don't want to have that, that egotistic type of meaner about me. But I do want them to understand at the same time that this is our brand. We built this. We worked hard. This is our, you know, blood and sweat and our baby, you know. Mm -hmm. So at the same time, I want them to respect our opinions and what we say. But if, if you lead from that type of, of leadership um, and, you know, five levels of leadership by John Maxwell goes over that. You know, you don't want to be over. You want to be that, that, you know, that top level leadership, which is basically, you know, where people feel like they're working with you and not for you. I, yeah, I think that's a really, I think that's a really valuable thing. Um, and I mean, some people do just have that big ego that they need to always emphasize like how above you they are. But once you can move past that, I think that is really valuable to establish that it, that, that, that you are open to hearing from other people, no matter where they stand in the company. Um, but also, like you said, emphasizing that um, you do really care a lot about this thing that you created. So that, I think those are just really, really important ideas to have down as well. And for me, it, I mean, I, I respect, he's more, he's more very philosophical about the books that he comes from. For me, it's more about 
it's more textbook when it comes to two books in particular. One would be uh, guy we were talking about just saying you know, jab jab right hook by Gary Vaynerchuk. Oh, I just finished that book like a month ago. It was a good one. You know, you know, providing value, actually, you know, developing that relationship like we were touching on earlier, and the different platforms and everything is very good for anyone that wants to succeed in social media. Highly yeah. recommend the book. The other one's actually, um, it's funny, even though it's has to do with sales, uh, Grant Cardone, 10X Rule, it's a huge, huge implicator for actually understanding how the 10X Rule doesn't go over sales as much as actually being able to multiply the amount of value that someone has. Say it's a business that, that's just doing, you know, roughly $1,000, 10Xing them, you know, say it's 1000 a month, 10Xing them, of course, would be 10000 a month. Yeah, and now re reverse engineering the practices that you can do to actually succeed, and it has a lot of philosophical things within it to actually become successful and 10x everything, whether it be any relationship, business, um, or anything really. Yeah. Well, I actually just had that book recommended to me the other day, so I'm definitely gonna have to add that to the reading list because um, it does sound like a really good book. I, I've, I've consumed a lot of Grant Cardone's content, so I think it would be a really valuable read. Um, and yeah. I'll be sure to link up all these books again in the show notes um, yeah. as well for this episode. I'll go the type of person to try to go and read something that you don't hear about all the time. So I'm like <laughs> the person, you know. So it's, yeah, yeah. So I try to read about stuff that's kind of like you know a lot of the books I mentioned. A lot of people won't know what they are, or who they are. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a couple of them are very familiar uh, with people, but. Um, for the most part, I read a lot of stuff that people don't really, you know, understand. Same thing is one of my favorite motivational speakers to listen to is some that when I mention them to people, everybody's like, "What?" Uh, one of my favorite guys to listen to is uh, Will Smith. Really? Oh yeah, he has a uh, he has a quote that's been stuck to my head ever since the day I I've heard it. And he said, "Being a good person in the world is like trying to get out of the uh, bed every morning and empty the ocean with a ladle." Hmm. Wow. Basically, yeah, it's he has very deep stuff because he, he's he studied a lot of Chinese philosophy and, and monks and stuff like that. So he has a lot of really good content and not the stuff where he's like going and doing stupid stuff and traveling and that. No, I'm talking about the stuff where he's actually talking, like the interview with him and his family, like the stuff that he passes on to his kids. That's what I'm trying to do. He's actually one of the mm -hmm. hardest working people in Hollywood. And most people don't know that. Like, I mean, look at the guy. He's 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 done everything. There's actually, uh, I know this is kind of getting off, but wait, this guy, he's actually so, like, has such a high work ethic, you can actually see videos on YouTube doing it. When he was doing the uh, Prince of Bel-Air, he wouldn't just memorize his lines, he would memorize the script. Wow. And he would actually, like, on, like, on some things, that you can search this up, you can actually see him mouthing the other person's lines, like, or, like, just like pausing and stuff because he had that high of a drive to be successful. Wow. And that's yeah. really cool I had no idea um, that Will Smith did anything motivational, anything besides just acting. So I'll definitely have to look into that um, because I'm very interested now to hear. I mean, that sounds like some really powerful stuff. Yeah, um, the, great, the best talks to start with is the one where he talks about his skydiving experience. And skydiving. Uh, him and his kids went skydiving in, uh, in Dubai. But... Um, his experience and one of the things he said in that talk that's really good is he said you know jumping out of the plane you're like fearful you're all the way up to the night before you're just fearful 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 and then you jump and then you're just calm and everything's beautiful and he mm -hmm. said that, he said that sometimes the most beautifulest 
things in the world are just on the other side of fear. Wow. So, you know, and, and that's so true is so many people will never live their, their, their full potential in life because of fear. It's like Les Brown said, he said, you know, and, and a lot of people don't know this, but this actually came from someone else. And, I, and uh, Dr. Howard Thurman, Thurman is the one who originally said this. Um, and a lot of people don't know who that is, but um, he said, you know, he, you know, everyone knows the quote from Les Brown. Where he talks about being on your deathbed, being surrounded by all your regret, mm-hmm. right? And that's the people who lived in fear. But that that saying and that quote actually came from Dr. Howard Thurman, you know, and and that's a he's a great guy. There's, that's what I'm saying is like if you go back to the the principles to success has not changed in the last 20, 30, 40, 50 years. You go back to Henry Ford. You go back to people like. Mohandi Gandhi, you go back to all that stuff. These principles haven't changed, right? It's and you gotta live it in order to be able to preach it, right? So it's like Mohandi Gandhi, a lady took her kid to him and said, Tell him that the candy's bad for him, right? And I'm not getting the exact wording right, but tell him you know, tell him the fan that the candy's bad for him and not even good. And he looked at him and he looked at the lady and said, Bring him back in a week, or it might have been a month, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And probably a month, it was a month. So Lady brings back the can, the, 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 uh, the kid, I mean, uh, says, you know, hey, you know, you told me to come back. Here I am. Please tell my, my child that it's bad for him to eat candy. And Mahani guy looked at the, the child and said, candy's bad for you. You're rotting your teeth. And she says, well, why couldn't you just tell him that a month ago? And he says, well, I had to quit eating candy first. <laughs> and Okay. I, I feel that. I feel that. You Yeah, you really do got to talk from experience because – if you're if you're preaching on stuff that you're not actually practicing, then like that's just that that rings so so false to me. Like I can't I can't can't vibe with that. <laughs> so I think that's I think that's really valuable. Um, one more thing uh, before we head out, I just want to ask you guys where people can find out more about Titletown Media, City Pages, and just you two in general. So if you want to toss up some um, Instagram handles, um, websites, whatever um, is the best way for people to get in touch with you. Yeah, uh, with city pages, um, pretty much any city that you think might be in is going to be the city name and the, the state abbreviation and Insta. So, for example, example, uh, example, <laughs> I was about to say Tampa, <laughs> Tampa FL Insta. Uh, the only ones that aren't that way is Twin Cities. It's just Twin Cities Insta. Um, Tuscaloosa, Insta, and DC, Insta. So yeah, we have like twelve right now. Yeah, but we're in queue to have tw- to about two hundred pages by by this time next year. Wow, that's big but, moves. Um, yeah, but it all goes back to our LLC, and that's the best way to find more information and book Title, calls and everything. Title T I T L E T O W N Media, all one word. Uh, yeah, you can find me and Brad on there as well. Mm-hmm. And we actually, you know, we're actually doing, like we said, we're doing a creative thing now where we're actually going to be uploading content, allowing anyone to have access to it, to be able to learn, understand, and succeed with social media and business. Yep. And we're the only two that run that page. So feel free to DM us. Uh, that's a great way to get in touch with us um, personally as well. Um, no one else runs that page other than us. Um, so, you know, DM us some questions. If, if there's anything you help, book a call. And if, if, if you do book a call through the link, any of our links, and you want to talk to us, just make sure you put Brad or Brandon or Brad and Brandon in the notes so that our team knows that those calls are for us. Um, you know, but like I said, the best way is going to be the Tilestown Media page. DM us any questions you may have. We're here to help. Um, you know, we love to just 
throw out education and help people understand the principles of success through social media. Yeah, that's exactly how I got in touch with you guys. I just shot y'all a DM on that page and got in touch. We were on a call the next day. So um, that's that seems like a great way to do it. You guys are very responsive on there, and I think that's really, really cool. Um, anything else you all want to say before we head out? No, man, I just uh, – we appreciate the opportunity. Um, you know, and obviously, like you said before, we did talk to you before. Um, you know, we're going to be shouting your, uh, your podcast out on the Minnesota page too. So thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, you know, and then you know, send us over the link and we're going to make sure we post this on all of our platforms as well. So, you know, because we don't just take everybody up on offers for podcasts. Um, you know, that's why I had a call with you first and kind of get to know you and what the purpose of the podcast was and everything. So, you know, we definitely, um, you know, support what you're doing. So we're going to be in touch outside of this as well and see what we can do to help you out as well. Thank you very much. I really respect y'all's time as well. Um, I, I realize that y'all are busy people. You got this business you just started in the last six months that's exploding like crazy. So I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to um, talk with me and our listeners on the show because I think you guys provide a ton of value. I know I have a ton of things that I'm going to go out and do differently right now. Um, and I'm sure our listeners do as well. So I think it's really cool that you guys took the time to be here. And I really do have a ton of respect for you and your time. Um, so I hope to hear from you guys soon. Um, and I look forward to seeing all these new city pages um, and just hear, hearing from you guys in the near future. Um, so thank you very much for being on the show. And I will talk to you later. All right, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. Bye. Brad and Brandon, thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. I understand that you guys are very, very busy, especially when you're taking like 12 or 11 calls a day with potential clients. So I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to sit down for this interview. I know I got a ton out of it and I know our listeners did as well because there is a ton of valuable information on there if you're looking to grow your Instagram. Um, and I'm really excited to see your guys' educational resources come out as well. I will be staying tuned for that. And I'll, I'll be sure to up, update my audience as well whenever those do go live. I also enjoyed all the book recommendations you had. Um, I've got a ton to read now. I just got through a bunch of Gary Vaynerchuk, including Jab, 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 Right Hook. So I'll be sure to start on some of those other books, some of the ones that I haven't even heard of yet. So I'm really excited for that. And I'll be sure to link all of those up in the show notes as well at applecreditorcom slash 011. That's 011 or youngsmartmoney.com. And for our money pun of the day, what is the difference between a crazy rabbit and a counterfeit coin. One is bad money and the other is a mad bunny. Next week, we've got somebody on who is doing some really cool philanthropic stuff. He started a business at a young age and he is donating so much. He's giving away so much. He's helping people save money on their prescriptions. He is donating meals to Feeding America um, and he's just doing so much amazing stuff. So I'm really excited for that episode. I'm really excited to talk to him about what he's up to. But if you can't wait until then for your next dose of financial literacy content, entrepreneurship, whatever, um, I've got a couple free resources for you. So the first one is my YouTube channel. That's going to be youtube.com slash Over there, you're going to find replays of my last podcast episode. You're going to find entrepreneurship content. You're going to find financial literacy content. You're going to find personal finance. You're going to find credit cards. All of this tailored at high school and college students. So if you are a student, be sure to check that out um, because I think it can really help you out on your financial journey and building good financial habits early on. 
The next resource is my free online course. That's called $100 and a smartphone, completely free 45 minute video lecture course on basically how to invest your first $100 with your smartphone, how to do it effectively, how to invest in something that you're actually going to understand and how to make it simple to do. So check that out at applecreditor.com slash course if you have any interest in that at all. Again, it's 100% free. And lastly, my website where you will find the show notes for this episode, that's going to be applecreditor.com slash 011. Again, applecreditor.com slash 011 for the show notes um, or just applecreditor.com if you want to see what other content is going on over there. Well, guys, thank you very much for checking out Young Smart Money with me, your host, Apple Credit, today. And before I go, I do want to challenge you to find a way to grow your Instagram. Take one one of these many multitude of tips that we were given by Brad and Brandon and start applying it to your Instagram. I want to hear from you. I want to hear what what the effect is, how it works for you, what you tried. So shoot me a DM at Apple Credit Official or email me at apple at applecredit.com. Um, and if you shoot me a DM on Instagram, I'll be sure to get back to you pretty pretty quick pretty quickly. Um, and I would love to see your page. I'd love to check it out as well because I think I can get it. I think we can get a ton of value from each other. So I would love to connect with y'all and hear what you guys are up to when it comes to Instagram. Anyways, guys, thank you very much for your time. I hope you got a ton of value out of this episode. I know I did. It is my favorite episode by far so far. Um, and I'm looking forward to many more like this coming up. I know in the future I have an episode planned where we're going to talk Facebook instead of Instagram. Even if you don't think Facebook applies to your business. It does. So I know my Facebook game is very, very weak right now. So I definitely am excited for that episode to learn about how I can start improving my own Facebook because that page is very, very weak. Anyways, guys, don't forget to subscribe if you enjoyed this episode and leave us a review on iTunes. I really do appreciate it. I read all of those. I apply all of the feedback that I get. So be sure to drop a review there with any criticisms or um, any any thoughts that you have about the show. I would love to hear from you. Anyways, guys, have a wonderful week and I will see you next Tuesday.